Welcome to season two of Outstanding Women Leaders, Witty and Wise Conversations. I'm your host, Katie L. Leeds, leadership and life coach by day, comedian and writer by night. I'm on a mission to have 100 million witty and wise conversations around the world. No more welcome to my TED Talks and Dear Abby advice friends. It's time to start having powerful conversations without being attached to an outcome or agenda for the person you were just creating space for in that moment in time. The rules for this conversation are simple and derived from part of the Coactive Institute coaching program. Nobody gets to be wrong and nobody gets to be right. Everybody gets to be vulnerable. This is a safe space. This conversation is exactly what it needs to be in this moment in time. We've asked our guests to join us via video to allow us to create authentic connection. Eyes are the window to the soul. You will be seen here. You will be heard. There is space for you here. I'm so excited to get started dancing in this conversation with Sophia Hussein. Did I get it? <laughs> Hosen. I tried. I did my best. Sophia Hosen. <laughs> Sophia Hosen is an outstanding woman leader and founder of Silly Chili Hot Sauce. Born in Bangladesh, raised in Queens, Sophia is your typical New Yorker, and I absolutely love that about her. Uh, Queens, New York, immigrant, like Sophia is exactly who you think of if you are not in New York and you wonder what it's like there. <laughs> <laughs> After six years working in fashion, pursuing her dream of uh, climbing the corporate ladder in corporate America, Sophia left to pursue her passion for advocating for sustainable agriculture. It's a new passion that Sophia has been supporting farmers through her company at sillychilihatsauce.com. Fast forward three years later, and she is now an accomplished entrepreneur pursuing her own definition of the American dream. Welcome, Sophia. So excited to have you. Thanks for having me, Katie. Yeah, I have to add that um, I met you and you have been volunteering every time I've met you. And so I love that that is when when you say that you're pursuing a dream of advocating for sustainable farmers. I know that to be true because everything I know about you has always been giving back. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's how we met. And then, yeah, here we are. Our friendship, you know, it started from there and we kept in touch. And look at us here now. Yeah, and I have to say, the last three years, I have just been in awe of your hustle. That is just your hustle is beyond and it is super inspiring and you are very much for anyone listening that is like man do i really want to hustle hard like, you show us that it works and that's what i love about you um, thank you thank you but before we talk about um silly chili i'd love to just get, talk a little bit about your background and how you sort of sh- once you pursued that dream of corporate america kind of what happened in that shift for you uh, and what yeah. skill sets transfer? I think people always wonder when I leave, what skills will I have to start my own business? Yeah. Well, um, I, to be honest, starting my own business has never been like a dream of mine. It was more of like, okay, I wanted at first, like, okay, I wanted to uh, be in law, become an FBI agent because I love solving things problems and that didn't happen that I fell into fashion then I was like oh I'm actually enjoying this and I hustled so much like I was I started doing internship at age 17 so in my junior 
year of um, college, I at FIT, I landed a professional full-time job with Liz Claiborne. At that time, it was a $5 billion company, and I did not tell anyone how old I was. I was dressing up very, like, you know, I wanted to look, you know, older, because it was like a professional, you know, office it job. It matters. It matters. And I have to say, I've always, it's funny, we're the same age. Actually, I think you're younger than me. <laughs> you've always come off as someone that is, so wise beyond like I've always felt like you dress like, yeah I'm in it. I, I look like a child with my pink glasses <laughs> <laughs> and yeah and I feel like I have I also started working when I was 13 years old so you know like but I always wanted to be active what and was your first you know, job at 13 so my first job was um I wanted to get a find a job and earn money and and at that time you know no one's gonna hire me because I was so young but I you know I one day I wore my like a nice t-shirt and I was like you know I walked outside around my area and I went to a supermarket and I was like oh are you guys hiring and they goes like no how old are you I was like mm, 15 but I was 13 and and the manager goes like come tomorrow morning if you want to pack the groceries it's tips only so I went back the next day was Saturday at 7 a.m. stood outside of the supermarket and and he goes like okay when they opened up the you know the shop and I just started working just on tips, you know? You've been hustling your whole life. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, if I'm not earning money, what am I doing with my time? <laughs> yeah, That's but every 13 year old thinks, right? And when they're playing video games and eating. Yeah, I never had that life. Like, you know, uh, like being lazy on the weekends. No, I, I, I guess when I look back, it's kind of crazy that things I did on my own, like no one pushed me, you know what I mean? And then I was like, then, you know, in college, I was, I had internship, two jobs and full-time school, managing all of that, managing family. So it's, yeah, I feel like, you know, those things really train me to manage like seven jobs right now, you know? Absolutely. I mean, you said you wanted to be in the FBI for, cause you like solving, solving things. You're solving yeah. problems all day yeah. long. Um, and that hustle from such a young age, I think it just, it comes so naturally to you and it's so obvious. That's what I, <laughs> I loved about it. Like, and I don't know if that's a New Yorker thing or if that is no. a thing. No, I know a lot of New Yorkers, you know, um, it's, it's, it's also, you have to be within you, right? Like I didn't have to work. I did not have to work, you know, but I chose to do it because I have this fire inside me because it's like, I have to constantly, I'm a hyperactive person. So I have to constantly do something. No one ever can get bored around me. It's like, I will entertain uh, <laughs> you so much. It's like, I, I guess I have to, I constantly found something to keep myself grounded and working, being busy is one of my way to, uh, everyone is different. Hey, everyone is different. So it's just my way of being busy and 
you know, keep going, learning. And I'm a very curious person. So I'm always trying to learn something. So it, it, it grounds me. It, it sounds crazy that work actually grounds me. Yeah, you know, it's funny because we chase this idea of work-life balance so much. I hear that all the time. I need a better balance between work. And for me, I feel like work is just always going to be what I'm, who I am and like what I'm doing. And so I want the, my values and everything I do to be reflected in my work. So yes. that's energizing, right? Yeah. Um, and the only part of my work that is ever right now in my life that's ever feels draining is just after I've had all these amazing coaching sessions and I've had all these amazing uplifting, you know, my energy feels a little, um, like I feel up here with energy really high filled, but my b brain and my body are tired. And like, that's a hard, that's a good day's work. Right. When you are, yes. you feel grounded, you feel amazing, you feel accomplished. And then you're also, my body is ready to rest. Yes. Um, yes. And you're big on meditation. And so you're not just the person that works, works, works. And does no, it. no, no. And I found this time around being a business owner um, and being my own boss is I take walks and yes. I, I had started to do that when I had my gym to the, the bigger facility and like things were running and we were making money and it was easy and well, nothing's ever easy, but like I had more time and I found yes. really investing that time for me this time around. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't feel guilty. Like, Ooh, I should be working or I should, I don't feel those no. anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. um, tell me more about your meditation. You said two hours a day. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm, I'm a holistic person. I, I you know, overall uh, spiritual and for the last five years, I've been speech, seeking spirituality and seeking um, a lifestyle that uh, has meaning and a mindful lifestyle. So I take um, my decisions, my, um, it doesn't, personal, business, name it, family, everything is a very holistic approach I have. I, you know, very mindful and I'm, I'm, I'm on that path. You know, it's not that, oh, I have reached enlightenment, but I'm seeking that path. So um, during COVID, you know, we've been locked down and it's been such a blessing for taking care of myself. Um, you know, the, all the time I was spending getting ready, getting prepared for an event, for a meeting, then um, it's like five, six hours a day to get ready to uh, pack, to be somewhere from one place to another, and traffic, uh, subway, whatnot. So it's like I have all the, that portion of time, and I'm like been working on myself, like internal and external uh way like um i meditate two hours a day it's on my calendar an hour in the morning right after i wake up an hour at night before i go to sleep and in the middle i try to do breathing exercise for five minutes ten minutes in the middle of the day um that has been uh, really good. Uh, been like taking care of myself a lot. Like I just did juicing challenge five days, juicing challenge, and 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 really like l listening to podcasts that are like very um, 
you know, like you think better, like you think better, you listen to them, you're like, oh, like we all know everything I feel like this day and age, but we don't really uh, remember those every day. Like, should I be, it's like questioning, like, oh, okay, you know, I feel like doing this and I'm like, oh, so like aggravated, like this person said this to me, like why, you know, then reminding reminder of certain words and wisdom is like you know what like let me just take a step back and like you know i like that you said words and wisdom because i am on a mission to be witty and wise in the conversations um and that's why i think conversations can be so powerful and podcasts workshops like women um mm -hmm. we are always seeking that um calm in our lives like we are we um men too we have a lot going on yes and um so i'm i'm getting my certification in neuro coaching and oh, wow. um it's interesting the brain and that what what happens to the brain when we meditate what happens to the brain um wherein we actually honor our emotions and so when you talk about listening to those podcasts like what i hear is is sort of honoring that emotional part of the brain where you may be reacting some way or feeling some way and not really processing. I think mm -hmm. um, our, our frontal cortex, like we really like to kind of push emotions out because we don't have time for them. We're hustling. We don't have time to like, like the process and be still and let it go and let it be. It's, yeah. We are so reactive. It's yeah. like, oh my God, you threw a, like a stone at me. Next thing, I'm not even thinking, I'm gonna throw a stone at you. But, you know, you can reverse that. Yeah, know? yeah. And by taking in that moment, if we would stop and um, take a deep breath and focus on your breath for 90 mm -hmm. seconds, allowing whatever you're feeling to mm -hmm. wash over you, you can quiet that amygdala. You can start to actually think through um, podcasts are great for that. I think I have, I have a, some girlfriends who are listening to podcasts for relationships. Yes. And this is, and when I, it's funny cause I wasn't a podcast listener before I started. Me neither. <laughs> and, um, but I'm a, I, because I'm old school. And so I will watch a, a TED yeah. talk and I will pull out a name you've never heard of that I watch on a TED yeah. talk and share something that they shared. Um, and that's really what the podcasts were. Uh, but through podcasts, it became more conversations when you had people. And that's what I was so drawn to is, wow, these two people are having a powerful conversation right now. And everyone that's listening to it is experiencing that same powerful conversation, uh, that they will then take away and maybe share something that they heard. And that ripple effect to me was, yes, we're not having conversations anymore that are witty and wise. Um, particularly during COVID, we're having um, TED Talks. Welcome to my TED Talk. This is how you should think. <laughs> um, and or for friends, people that are dating, we um, are still very much stuck in the advice. Like, well, I found a man, so here's what you should do. Instead of a conversation about, well, what do you want? Like, what are your values? Yeah. Like, let me honor yeah. you in that moment. Um, and you've been a New Yorker, like Queens is so diverse. You've got to be able to have some witty and wise conversations to be able to navigate. Um, yeah, totally. I'm, yeah, like I feel like conversation is a lot more about sharing in the individual journey versus 
um, you know, my, my journey is not going to be same as yours. So it's like that conversation podcast, the, the reason I started enjoying it so much, it's like so much about that personal journey that people share that, you know, um, yeah, like my path, my, you know, my mistakes could be someone else's success. My success might not be the same, um, you know, someone else, if they follow the same path, it's not going to be the same, you know? So it's, it's, it's just personal journey. Everyone's and I love it so much. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about your personal journey. What I love is that you never wanted to be an entrepreneur and it took you a while to own yeah. you are an entrepreneur. Yeah. It's funny because when you said that, my immediate reaction to myself was, wow, maybe I'm not really an entrepreneur either. Um, I'm just a girl with a dream. <laughs> you really I mean, you are a hustler. Like you've been in it. What to you is like your definition of uh, I get to say I'm an entrepreneur? Well, you know, the thing is like I, even when I started Silly Chili, started selling, I you know, I'm not a trained entrepreneur. Like I didn't go to business school to learn, oh, X, Y, and Z. This is how you open up a business. This is how you do. I did not know that, right? So I pretty much learned on the job, right? So I wasn't focused. I never wanted to be an entrepreneur. I'll tell you that. It wasn't my dream because it just wasn't, right? And uh, and it takes a lot of guts to do the, that entrepreneurship. You Not only you need capital, you need that emotional strength to, you know, ride that burden every single day on you. I mean, I didn't, one good thing, I didn't know all of that. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have, you know, gone through this. You're 100% <laughs> correct. I mean, I think of the same thing. I, my dream was never to be an entrepreneur either. I, my dream was to, to be a principal and, um, yeah. you know, to work my yeah. way up in the school system. Um, yeah. But you're right. Capital and emotional strength, I think, are the two things you need um, yes. to be that entrepreneur and start that business. Yeah. I mean, I didn't... Anyway, so it, you know, it started and I felt like I followed my gut feeling. And then again, going back to that, um, that, you know, I'm very spiritual. I follow my gut feeling all the time. And now I'm good at better at since I've been seeking um, clarity, seeking uh, clarity of life my thoughts, paying attention to a lot of my thoughts, vibration and everything. So I'm like, um, now I, I know like, you know, what I should follow just based on my feelings and based on how, like my gut, you know, I've always followed my gut feeling. That is, that is such a gift. And as a coach, that is, is the goal is to connect your heart, your values, your desires, your purpose with your brain um, so that you can operate from this 330,000 level feet, right? So in an airplane, when you're going through the storm, you can't see things. But as soon as you get out of that, when you get to 30,000 feet, you can see all the clouds. And that's that instinct that you talk about where there could be this huge storm and directions would maybe want to blow you this way, but you're up here 
just seeing things very clearly and operating from this thought, but also from this gut, this heart and, and reading those situations. And that is amazing. I mean, that is where people to be optimally tapping into your full brain potential. That's where you want to be. And yeah, I mean, with that. Yeah, I've been an empath. I know this has nothing to do with. <laughs> no, it absolutely. Ha- I don't, I've been I don't, an empath. Yeah, I've been an empath my whole life, and I always thought it's a curse because I always feel other people's feelings so much. That's why you all you see me volunteering constantly, and you know there's so many other things that I do. You know, people doesn't even know like try to, you know, get people a little bit of help here and there, however way I can. It's just like feeling other people feels. And then uh, I also feel what's going to be good for me, healthy, toxic, and I can pick up people's energy. So, but now I'm seeking like help, professional help to understand that mm-hmm. and kind of protect myself. Uh, yeah, we should talk offline. I would love to uh, do a coaching session with you to tap in a little bit. Yeah, um, a lot of the, myself. Yeah, yeah. So that's that thirty thousand level area of seeing things, and so that when you're receiving the energy, um, that you're seeing it up here, and you're um, versus being in the storm with their energy. Um, ooh, yeah, ah, I yeah. I think that's that. So when we think about the brain, like the prefrontal cortex, the critical thinking is super important. And that's the part that we tend to value in corporate America um, or as an entrepreneur. But that emotional brain, it's half your brain. (laughs) The emotional part is and the it's so powerful. And we know it's powerful because we can remember traumatic events like they happened yesterday right? We can feel what we felt. We can picture where we were. And that is an imprint that's incredibly powerful. And so to be able to tap into the emotions and, and to, contr- to be in control of them in, is a way that you can reach higher potential and, and really tap into going further in life with your brain, yes. right? Because you're, you know, the, I always say the, uh, there's only so many Einsteins, like there's, you can do a lot to build up your, your critical thinking. And you've been doing that your, as a, working your whole life. Like you're just a natural hustler now because you've done it for so long, but the emotional side that gets left out in corporate America, if you could tap into that with what you've already got, imagine what you can do. I mean, and for me, that's the power of the witty and wise conversations is helping people tap into being in control of their emotions and being able to use them effectively to guide them to what, to what they value. And when you come to that crossroads where you feel that gut feeling and you aren't sure, you have a measuring stick of where am I not in alignment with my values or where am I not in alignment with my thinking um, mm-hmm. and how do we get those together? And that's where coaching can also be really powerful is that we're up here at 30,000 feet already as a coach. Uh, I don't have an agenda for you. I don't, whatever journey you take is your journey. But what I can offer for you is what I hear, what I see, uh, what I feel that you're saying. And that gives you an opportunity to, to sort of take ownership and reframe your thinking around emotions. But emotions are so powerful and we're so afraid of them. And I have been avoiding them through humor. 
yeah. Um, and because humor is a painkiller. And so making yes. things that are uncomfortable funny makes them a little bit more palatable. Um, yeah. And that's why dark comedies still work. <laughs> yeah. Um, tell me a little bit more about your business in COVID. And when you talk about the thinking and how are you shifting um, your energies and your thoughts because of the world changing? Yeah. Um, so yeah, before COVID, well, COVID changed the way of my way of doing business, particularly my business, like upside down, right? Like, um, cause I'm in food. So we have to do the market. I mean, the shops we are in, we constantly have to do demos to push product. Then there is e-commerce, but, and there are trade shows, then a lot of events, markets. So all those things, all of a sudden just got canceled one after another. And, and I have one of my, um, one of the biggest client, a B2B client, we work, it's a co-working yeah. space um in new york all the new york locations they also kind of like uh you know closed down their buildings and and all the product that i made produced and uh, you know i had it in, in the warehouse so it was like a I was like, okay, um, like what's happening? You know, is this even real? You know what I yeah. mean? I feel like in New York, people didn't realize till very later on because even the day of lockdown, even the day before, we were out. Like we didn't, yeah. we didn't my have- My boyfriend were out in the Upper West Side. I'm like, you're yeah. in your 80s and, or 70s and my dad's in his 60s. What are you doing? Yeah. yeah. We, New Yorkers, we did not, like, we did not really, I mean, we knew, but we didn't, we weren't going to stop, like. No, I think you no. guys, like, we ride the subway every day. Like, it's yeah, 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 we weren't going to stop anything, like, till the government <laughs> really forced us and told us they will find us if we do anything. So, um, yeah, it was a uh, thing, but. To be honest, uh, it's gonna sound crazy. My gut feeling was telling me everything, something big is gonna happen for my career and everything's gonna be fine. And my mom thinks I live in a different world because I just, I wasn't freaking out, right? Like, um, yeah, you're operating from that higher level. Yeah, she, because she, she was like, I don't watch the knee, I don't even have cable in my apartment. So, she was like calling me every day, giving me all the stats, like blah, 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 all these things. But you know, my, my uh, voice always has been okay. Yeah, you know, we should like, you know, see how we can help our neighbors, our, you know, people with what we have. But I never really freaked out. I'm like, oh my God, like, you know, so. And then, you know, I was like, I was minding my own business. I was trying to help out my neighbors, older neighbors who cannot go out, you know, see if they need anything. I was just got busy with all these things. And, but I had in my heart that, you know, I'll be fine with my business. Like something was telling me, you know what, I'll be, I'll be really fine. I did not know what it was, but know, know yeah. that at all, like 75% of our, orders stopped like it was wow. just every cancellation every other day right 
And then middle of COVID, boom, like I got, I landed a huge account, um, Misfits Market. Um, yes, congratulations. So they, thank you very much. Um, um, and they wiped out like 95% of my inventory. And then, you know, then I started like lending other smaller accounts, but, you know, but that part, I was like, oh my God, like, you know, like I kind of knew it was coming and I swear to you, like, you know, I have few friends that I talk to, you know, like about stuff beginning of it i was telling them that hey arnold i feel like i'm gonna be fine i have this feeling that something greater is coming you know and i told my uh, my other best friend nina like my one of my neighbor i was hanging out with um it was just from my feeling it was like okay i feel like i'll be fine oh you manifested like this imagine people that are telling the universe that they're not gonna be fine. I love, like, that's the secret that, <laughs> right? That's yeah. that literally is And the then, secret. yeah. And uh, I was doing gratitude journal during every single day. I was writing down every single, my spoon, my hot water, cold water, food in the fridge, every, the fan, like, name it. I wrote down, I'm so thankful for this, all of it. So, yeah, a business business shifted a lot the way of the way we were doing things like it changed upside down for me like you know we cannot do store demos anymore it's gonna take a while then the troubles you know like last year i was traveling half of the year but you know it all stopped so um now but it turned out to be good you know like my eyes opened now you know um like it pivoted like the way we will be doing going forward you will you will be different than how i have been managing yeah for that's sure. amazing so i i love talking to all the people during covid that have had a positive experience um because i mean because it's hard i just so many people have had losses so many people have struggled oh, yeah. i lost my job i'm still waiting on unemployment to show up um i was also though in that same space as you i still am where everything is fine uh, i'm not currently operating from a place of fear um i know that things will be abundant for me uh, yeah. i i know that i'm able to make an impact and i'm helping people and that is my purpose so I feel really grounded in that I love the gratitude journaling that you talk about you know season one of the podcast Kristen is a huge fan of, of gratitude journaling I have written many blogs on gratitude I try to make sure that I also am speaking out like I'm grateful for my 10 clients I'm grateful for like um, you know my next 10 clients I'm, yes um, you know, I'm great. I'm ready for it. Yeah. <laughs> because I am. And I know that there are so many people out there who only can be grateful for their fans because <laughs> that's all they have, right? Like there's just so many people that are struggling and it's, uh, to know that you had 90% of your orders wiped out and to still be focusing on going to be great. Things are going to be great, you know, to have all those cancellations. Mm -hmm. It still seems so grounded to know, um, the universe has your back, you know, for my yes. God is, uh, if he's for us, you can be against us. Um, things are neither good nor bad. They just are like, 
COVID just is. Um, from a historical perspective, it would have been nice if um, we had people that said, hey, look, we did this before, America. <laughs> Remember that last pandemic? It's going to last a couple years. Well, uh, yeah, that's the hard part. <laughs> yeah, but we can also think of it this way. If this happened 10 years ago, things would have been much, much oh, worse yeah. because there wouldn't be any e-commerce like what we are doing. It wasn't that much available um, or popular. So right now, at least people, there's like a home delivery system. There's an app, there's uh, e-commerce, there's like uh, tools and technology and people are connecting still. So I feel like, you know, we, we should like be blessed in a way like this has happened now yeah. and not before because it would have been, oh my God, I don't know. Yeah. I agree. There are so many. And I also, anytime I look at my own life and things are falling away that I wish had not, you know, my marriage crumbling, like losing businesses. Um, I think about COVID and like what the world is telling us that it needs. And all the healing that happened during COVID for the planet because we weren't out there has been incredible. And uh, the shift of parents having to connect with their kids, I know for some parents it's been really hard, but uh, it's just interesting to see the world and what will stay for COVID. Like, what's, what do you think? What are three business trends that you see in New York that are going to stick around long after COVID is gone? Um, well, people, uh, you know, have in a positive way of thinking right now, like they're really focusing on the necessity items, like, uh, even myself, you know, like, am I gonna buy, I have eight pairs of sneakers over a few years, you know, but am I gonna buy a pair anytime soon? No, I will not. But am I gonna, I've been investing a lot in my health, like, you know, more careful about what I'm eating, my own health, because it matters, you know, it opened up our eyes, right? It's not that COVID I'm scared of, it's more of like, I need to build a strong immune system so I can fight it, you know? That was, that has been, I've, that has been my slogan to all my friends, family, whoever I, you know, speak with, you know, focus on, building your immune system strong not like don't be scared but just focus on that and then so you can if you get it you fight it whatever you get you fight it you know and another thing um so yeah and then the way people shop in terms of like the online shopping e-commerce it's it really uh increased a lot so i think people gonna stick with that uh, they will continue to order online. So um, in terms of like groceries, anything, people just going to continue to order online. That will stick and that will just grow worldwide. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I agree. I think having my groceries show up to my door is amazing. <laughs> I'm like, why didn't I do, I don't have a car. Why didn't I do that yeah. before? Yeah. Um, and so I'm, I love what I'm hearing from you because I think I, I see that um, as well. Like this, the death of materialism, it's, it's not, I don't think it'll, materialism will ever go away, but I do see that 
intentional spending, you know, you don't yeah. see it right now. Like, did anybody buy a new summer wardrobe? I guess the people that are going to the beaches and getting COVID did, but <laughs> I, <laughs> I do see the, um, being just more like mindful of even yes. what, because you couldn't spend your money on stuff. Like, um, I do see the, at least the stores rate right, that are going away. Um, yeah. it's interesting to hear where you talk about shifting that money then to health and wellness you know, what we spend our money on shows us what we value. And in America, we will very much value a handbag over a health professional for yes. our mental health. Um, yeah. right? We'll value those sneakers over yes. um, sneaking time to meditate <laughs> and putting it in our schedules. Like, oh, I don't have time to meditate. And, I had yes. to, and self-care becomes like, indulging in things and not uh -huh. really spending money on areas that actually take care of your cell. Yeah. The brain has four parts. And one of those parts is the user brain. The user brain needs sleep. It needs rest. It needs proper nutrition. Um, the brain t actually spends 20% of the body's energy. Uh, and it's only three pounds <laughs> and that's wow. an incredible amount of energy that's taken up. And so when we're if we understood more about what happens to the brain when we are sleep deprived, when we don't give it um, the meditation, the oxygen that it needs, when we don't give it the, um, the fuel that it needs, the water that it needs, like we would, yeah. we would all uh, suddenly shift our money to that because yeah. we're trying to fight our way up the corporate ladder and make all this money. You know, there's a way to be smarter. Um, and it yeah. isn't involving working harder. It's really involving understanding your brain. I am hopeful for this trend. Um, I think people can live a much more peaceful life and really grounded and operate from a higher level when they invest money to get there. Mm -hmm. And when I did that for myself in life coaching six years ago, seven, I got divorced and I invested in the therapy and investing in coaching again. There's times in your life where it's just when you're transforming, when and literally whether it's a career and you're getting a new career where or COVID's shifted your thinking, whatever it is, where you need someone that can help you see what you can't see because you've been living, right? Your brain doesn't yes. change. Your brain yeah. actually is wired to resist change. Yes. It's difficult for us. Um, but the shopping and e-commerce is interesting. I absolutely think that you're right. Like all three of these things are, um, are here to, yeah. to stay and that's going to have a lasting impact on our, yeah. even when it comes to work out, like, um, yeah. people are taking, um, online classes. So a lot of, we will see a lot of the I would say like, I think a lot of the yoga studio will get wiped out. Um, they're like, you know, if they can teach 50 students through video, you know, they don't need a, like a, you, you know what I mean? Studio with high rent. So I feel like we'll see that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. This, I think, um, cities, I see that, um, I would prefer to go to a class in real life. Yeah. Human connection. Yeah. You're a New Yorker like right now and you're hustling on your commute. It's easier to make your class from Zoom than it is to make it yeah. there, right? So I could see where, I mean, I think I might, I mean, I will be shifting at least for the next couple of years to at home and I don't know that that will change for me. Um, yeah. It's interesting, the, the fitness and it, 
you know, once you can start focusing on fitness in your home, I think that's a natural progression to, well, where else can I invest in my health and wellness at home too? Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, it's like the whole world. It's, 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 it's crazy. Like every day, you know, I, I kind of think about every single business a little bit, like how, yeah, how it's going to shift and there's something else going to take place. Um, it's good or bad. And then in the meantime, I, I think, I think, you know, a lot of things are changing and it will just going to at least 60% will people be like, you know what, I'm saving X, Y, and Z amount of time and money, and I'm getting actually a lot more for this. So I'm just going to stick to this. But that habit, a lot of people will, uh, re- will, will like still get that habit going. Be like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. How have you seen this impact your business and how you are going to start um, are scaling up or even just scaling down? I know that um, both are important for businesses to grow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so right now I'm focusing on um, thinking my next step instead of going crazy with like doing a lot of production. We are also having a little bit of hiccup finding raw materials because the farmer we were using, um, uh, Rodgers University Agriculture Farm, I partnership, I partner with them to grow peppers. And uh, they, you know, the university campus was closed, so they didn't grow. So, um, you know, it's like a little bit, but in the meantime, you know, I'm like really revisiting my, um, next step so i'm actually um in january moving to bangladesh for 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 like five six months at least um and i want to build a food manufacturing facility there so i'm you know leading up to that um kind of like you know it's like a little it's very very big project but um that's like you know, I'm, what I'm doing is like, I'm like a little bit, not pausing, e-commerce is going on, but I'm not really, since like most of my like inventory is out the door, so I'm not going crazy to like, you, you, you know what I mean? I'm not yeah. stressing, but I'm more of like planning my next big move, getting kind of like each day getting ready to like for that yeah yeah. and is this the plan that emerged as a result of covid shifting your business um so demand for packaged goods has gone up a lot for food packaged goods so and um and you know i i something i always wanted to do in my head that I now I can actually say it like you know like now as I'm like understanding myself my mind you know my intention for my own life is like create jobs you know and cost of doing things here versus cost of doing things in Asia it's like huge difference you know and I'm a bootstrap founder so I thought of during COVID, like, how do I see myself in next five to eight years, right? Like, what do I want to do? Like, how do I want to achieve? Like, my 
you know, the whole plan was, okay, I'm going to build a company after a certain point, make enough, and then become a full-time philanthropist, right? But I was, but during COVID, it was like, you know what, like, maybe, you know, when you create an industry, then you can, I can merge all my wishes, uh, things that I want to do, achieve with my life, you know, creating jobs, uh, then really boosting agriculture farm, working with them, providing healthy um, food, consumer packaged goods um, for the people. And it's going to be like a win-win situation, you know? Yeah. So, so I love it, the way your brain thinks. I need you to sit down <laughs> and do a coaching session with me on my business and how I yeah for talk. sure yeah I'm very good at that like yeah, yeah. I ask the right question make people think yeah yeah you know, bounce ideas it's like a lab um so you know I kind of like jot down like okay things that I'm passionate about I'm passionate about agriculture I'm passionate about uh like you know innovating product that won't harm the universe you know that harm the earth like i don't want to be part of the problem like yeah. i want yeah so it's a lot i can do so it's like okay but here is the thing the reason i'm moving there because it's like people are out of jobs not enough jobs there so it's gonna be good for me like for like you know for that investment, right? Like to build something for, and then then see what happens. So yeah, that's, that's, and I felt, you know, again, I sat on that. It was like, oh my God, aha, you know, like I have that aha moment, like, yeah. hmm, wow. and then it feels like so good that I sat on that for like days. And then every time I thought about it, I, I felt content, like I felt good, you know? And then I started like interviewing local people there. And then, and at towards the end, I would like say my plan, right? Uh, my future plan. And they were like super excited. It's like, we need people like that to initiate, you know, um, to set up an example how a manufacturing facility should be run because um, they don't do it well there. You know, the factory owners, uh, there's a lot of human rights issues going on, uh, labor issues going on. So, you know, I'm very strict on that and no, a lot of things. So I feel like, you know, it comes from that leadership level. Like if you're yeah. strict, it, the, it trickles down to the management. If you have, zero um abuse policy tolerance policies like trickles down to people right it's all about that leadership how that person wants to run their uh operate their you know their project so it's important to you know um and you know my activism kicks in so yeah. it's like all of that so i can like combine um everything that i have been doing little, little little bit little bit here a little bit there you know and then combine it and then yeah pursue it so that is amazing i am just so inspired every time i talk to you and yeah. to hear how your plan um and all the things that you've loved you've you're up here at that thirty thousand level thinking <laughs> um and how amazing that when you have this 
wise uh, conversations that trickle down to your employees, the impact that you can have on just how you treat people, um, mm-hmm. trickling down to how other people treat people. Yes. That's yeah. what I think I've always been drawn to you is you are, you make space and time for people. Oh, thank you. It's, it, you know, it's very important to connect with, with, with your people because something I say uh, to even my mom, you know, or even my friends, it's like, you know, none of us will go to the graveyard with our money, our sneakers, our jewelry, bags, nothing. So, you, you know, either you live and even if you make an impact with your two neighbors, then you did that, you know, like you did that. So that's how I think it should be. Like, you know, everyone is running because I was that person. Oh, I, you know, I gotta have this designer bag. I gotta have this. And then going out for drinks, this restaurant, like, you know, that lifestyle. And then it's just so, my God, like, I don't do that anymore. I'm not that person, but it just so like, to me, it's like fake. Like, yeah. It's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I think, um, you know, it's just not your core, right? That's not who you are. And I always enjoy playing a good role. So I always love the opportunity to go into New York and, you know, take my handbag out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because that's what you do when you go out yeah. <laughs> uh, and some of us are still on the subway with that Chanel but damn it we're making it to that fancy restaurant <laughs> yeah I love that I love hearing you talk also about the, how you've scaled down and not been afraid to scale down I think sometimes when we want to grow a business it's scary to think about not pushing the gas on something that you've been pushing the gas on for so long. So Mm -hmm. it's great that you took that opportunity after you wiped out a big chunk of your inventory Mm -hmm. to say, I'm going to let this one kind of run and I'm going to shift my efforts over here so I can yes up. Right. Um, that's hard as business owners. It's hard to let go sometimes of what, um, got you to where you are, right? To like not push the gas on your e-commerce business to say, I'm going to shift my efforts. Sometimes that can be really hard for business owners. And right now I know a lot of business owners are in transition and they're, they really need to think about is where do I want to push go on the gas? And like, where do I want to let up? What talk, talk me through your thought process for that and how you evaluate what to say yes to and what to say no. Um, so I, uh, since I started just my personality, I don't go for, I'm not an instant gratification person. Like, uh, if I am every customer that I have, I have worked for it. Like it was never like, it was never like, oh, I met you, now here's my product, now you give me an order. Never, 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 never. I have very strong relationship with my clients and I actually put a lot of effort into it, right? And uh, even people like, um, people that, you know, not, I'm not getting any benefit or they're not getting benefit, but we keep in touch all the time, you know? for different types of information. 
you'll be surprised like uh, how table can turn right with relationship like one guy he was my advisor uh, to my startup now I'm his advisor to his startup like you know and you never know is that relationship um, you know you make impression like you do favor I do a lot of favors for people without having any agenda back of my head it just i just don't yeah it's like okay yeah i did it because i could and then but it comes back all the time in hundred or thousand times more through different people um sorry what was the question again <laughs> no, i love that of the give um it's it's like what you you um what you're giving out there is a valuable product and service or just a value add for people without expecting to receive back, I think is, um, is so important when you're evaluating what things you're doing, right? Are you building those relationships? Uh, I feel that way about every coaching session that I give away. I'm not attached to you signing up that day. Um, I am somewhat attached to you having success in that moment because I want you to move forward. Um, but, that I, what I hear constantly from you is a lack of attachment sometimes to like the outcome, yeah. right? And I think yeah. that um, that's huge when you're thinking about, um, but the question was on scaling and how to evaluate whether or not to scale up or scale down to Presco or not. Yeah, okay, yeah, that is a very, very important question because uh, like, just like you said, it's so hard because every day you're thinking, oh my God, like I need to, go out there get accounts and you know how i'm gonna pay my bills i have to generate enough like all those things however um for me at this very very moment i cannot this is not an advice for anyone this is just my what i'm experiencing why i made this decision so i need space in my head and my notebook in everywhere to build uh in the next four months is like build my network in bangladesh and and educate myself do market research um hire local people to get my project together before i land there right before i before i land there and then you know that's like another phase so i'm on phase one right now so i need that place i need that space i need that serenity and to allow myself to be in that and work on that because i'm talking about a 150 million dollar business that i'm i'm gonna go and build in five to eight years right so yeah, I, I love I, what you said about the you're not into instant gratification. That was what I was trying to pull out earlier when I um when you asked me what the question was, right? So yeah, I hear you saying for your evaluation then is you looked at your passions, you combine them all into one thing that also was gonna allow you to be a philanthropist because it was gonna make you a lot of money. Um and then I hear you say that you said, All right, well, this isn't about instant gratification and your e-commerce, right? You're making money every day. That's instant gratification. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I think that it is important for business owners to recognize if you're going to go and do something like build a $150 million business, 
you got to go all in. And you said you needed space in your head. Like space in your head is huge. To you know, you 20% of your body's energy is going to be taken up by your brain. Like where do you want that energy to go? Um, and so you're focusing on a $150 million business, even though it's not here yet, versus the instant gratification of landing another misfits that will bring you in money, but mm-hmm. won't get you all of your passions and dreams in one place. Do you feel fearful of that? You seem um, real calm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, strange. Um... I, I don't, I, I feel pretty good about it. I, you know, some people have to make sacrifice for a bigger picture and I, you know, let it be me, you know? So, so far I, I feel, I feel good. I mean, I'm not, you know, cause right now it's a, it's a bigger vision, right? Like a vision then, you know, I have four months to like, I have that plan, then I'm going to go into phase two when I land and, you know, do, start doing certain things, location, finance, like so many other things. Yeah. So phase two is January, 2021. Yeah. Very cool. We will, I, we have to have you back on in January to, uh, well, maybe February, March, I'll give you some time, um, to share, you know, how phase one went and with the lessons that you've learned. Um, if you could leave our audience today with like the, the biggest takeaway, if they're thinking about leaving their industry, what's phase one for them? Uh, phase one would be finding out what they want to do what direction they want to take. Um, I always say, you know, don't follow that trend. Don't, Cause someone, someone else's path might not be your path, you know, and just like, you know, find out what is that you, I say, tickle your pickle, <laughs> you know, what is that you want to do that you feel business owners, right? I'm talking about business owners, but if someone wants to get a job also finding out like what are the skills they want to earn, they want to polish, stuff like that. And if it's for business owners, it's like, do I, you know, they already been through an entrepreneur path already. So they know the basic things. And the next thing is like finding out what is that they want to do and then does it make sense to market research, you know, and does it make sense uh, how much passionate I feel about it and, you know, and then take it from there. Yeah. <laughs> market research is something that like, that's a term I never really heard of before I had a business. Um, my market research, my first business was, is there a CrossFit gym? No. Great. Good market. <laughs> Um, I looked at the size, I'm like, I looked at the size sure. and the average salary sure. rate to pick my prices. Sure. I looked at a city that was similar to pick my prices, which I guess is market research, but, um, yeah. in that part of it, yeah. people listening that have never been a business owner, you probably are doing market research and not realizing that you're doing market research. Yes. Um, I love, so phase one that you just described is the phase where you get a coach to help you. So just make it a, um, shameless plug here. Um, but whether it's our professional coaching or another coach that you mm-hmm. do, I think it's really important to pursue a, um, 
a coach to help. Um, I think it can get you there faster. You know, that process of trying to figure out phase one and do I do the thing and do I don't, particularly if you're still operating um, not at 30,000 feet, right? If you're still operating from the, the, well, I'm afraid that I might not make money. Like if, or if you have any doubts in your head about even doing it, like you're not operating up here. Um, so that's where a coach can be really powerful for people. Yeah. I love that in phase one, you said, don't follow the trend. Um, it's funny when I launched this business, so many of my friends reached out, well-meaning friends, great friends. I love them for if they're finally listening to me that said, you should follow this person on Instagram. It's kind of like what you're doing, or you should look at this person, or have you read this? It sounds like you. And my brain immediately wants to resist it because I don't want to do what other people are doing. And if you're telling me that I'm doing something similar and I don't know who they are, well, that's, that probably makes sense because we're all in the same space of wanting to coach mm-hmm. and help. And what I'm saying is not like made up by Katie. So it makes sense that we're saying similar things, but um, I want my own brand. Like you talk about, like no one else has is silly chili hot sauce. There's a lot of hot sauces out there, but um, silly chili is very unique and it has that own flavor. And I think if you're, yeah, you're working towards like, well, this is my idol. I want to be like this. I don't know that you're ready. And that like, that's not phase one. Phase one isn't let's be like, let's find who we like and try to replicate. Phase one is fine. I hate that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I swear. I hate that mentality so very much. I'm sorry if someone is listening to it, if they think like that, but I hate that mentality um come up with your own if you want to do it if not my thing is don't replicate don't replicate be inspired but don't replicate people's stuff absolutely and that is where phase one becomes i think the coach i always go back to for me like i have been working with my coach on my inner leader like who am i who do i want to be and I think that is very much represented in my website and where I'm at and this witty mm-hmm. and wise conversation. If you've ever met me mm-hmm. um, and I'm hosting um, a workshop on wit and wisdom. We haven't talked a lot about witty stuff, um, but there's just, I think about you and your hustle and how you should do a workshop on how to become a natural hustler. Um, and so mm-hmm. uh, Malcolm Gladwell's book, the outliers, he talks about 10,000 hours is what it takes to become that genius at something, right? 10,000 hours is what the Beatles had to become the Beatles. 10,000 hours is what Bill Gates had before he launched his company. And so at 13, you were hustling. Like I imagine over a lifetime, your lifetime at this point, you have probably picked up 10,000 hours. Oh my God. Hustling, right? And and so what happens in the brain when you do that is it becomes part of your DNS. Like it's your default nervous system. It's the same way you get in a car and you drive somewhere and you're like, shit, I don't remember getting here because you have done it so many times. And the wit for me um, is what I want to help people with. Not because everyone should go out and be a comedian, but if you look at it, we know what humor does to the brain super important. Um, mm-hmm. but we also know, well, if we look at comedians and their, their brains versus someone who's a novice comedian, they're act, they're writing jokes when given prompts of car- political cartoons, they were writing jokes that they're, you, they're tapping into here. Um, like they're doing like a bottom up 
they're, they're accessing feeling, they're accessing situations. They're able to read things just like you are when you hustle because you've been doing it so long. It's your instinct. And new comedians, they're accessing their prefrontal cortex. They're trying to, they're pulling on things that have happened in the past and trying to make them occur. And so it becomes more natural. And so when you practice hustling or you practice being funny, and as an only child, I've tried to be funny all the time so that I can make people laugh and want to be my friend. Mm -hmm. And as an adult, uh, I practiced going into a bar. I don't call it practice, but like I'll go into a bar and um, I'll talk to people and I'll use the same one-liners across different demographics of people. <laughs> They're often men, um, but I know it works and what doesn't work, right? And that's how you are with hustle. And so uh, the last Wednesday of every month, I host a witty and wise in relationships conversation. And there's part practicing on how to, to exercise your witty muscle. Uh, you should do that for hustling. You, uh, people to, uh, to access that hustle muscle. Like what is it that, so if you were to tell someone, do this every day for five minutes, start your morning out to practice your training your brain to be a hustler, what would you have them do? Hmm. Wow. No one ever asked me that question before. Hmm. What the hustling part it's it's from ambition right when when you're ambitious you you go out there and you hustle to get that but it's job. uncomfortable right like walking up at 13 and saying hi can i have a job and they're like sure you can work for tips like how does someone practice so that they're building a pattern in their mind where that's not that's not crazy because every 13 year old is not doing that no 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 um wow I, I i do think it it's like kind of natural instinct that okay i'm gonna do this and but in order to train someone um oh my god because just because i work with a lot of youth you know yeah. cousins nephews niece and i see that you know, they're nowhere near, oh, I want to work for this. It's like, give me, you know, <laughs> it's like, give it to me. And parents are like that, okay, they give them. So I, I you know, few things. I think dreaming, dreaming, right? Dreaming is a huge thing. Like dreaming and thinking about future that, okay, I see myself this way and that, is like one thing right like that's yeah. like part of one okay you know what i see myself uh having this or doing this or having this something and then that's like part one okay what do i need to get that you know i gotta you know work and get some money and and i always loved money so as a child so that's uh i don't see that in youth because they don't have that like you know they, but i just always loved earning money and earning when i say not free handout but i loved earning it mm -hmm. you know i'm gonna offer you x y and z and then i'll earn it so i wonder then if there's a way i love that you talked about imagining doing something right because your brain doesn't actually know the difference between physically doing something and thinking about doing it the same patterns will light up so if you think about swimming laps 
your body is not going to have the cardio benefit guys, but you will develop in your brain. It will, it will have felt like it has done that and you can gain hours that way. So that's interesting to think about, um, where my mind went was how can I be a hustler like Sophia? And I think of a true New Yorker hustling. Like I would go out with my little table and I would have a sign that says witty and wise coaching $10. Yeah. And have a chair and just sit there. Like that's a hustle, right? The people that are playing their musical instruments, telling jokes, um, those things are hustling. Uh, It is. And also not having like, cause I am never ashamed of doing anything, right? Like I have three degrees, but I have no shame. I never had ashamed. Oh, I'm going to go to this market, set up my table and or be on the street selling my stuff. That's never, what it is. Ever, like, never, ever had yeah. that. Yeah. So yeah. this is how you, you heard it here, guys. So you can train to hustle like Sophia. Imagine <laughs> doing it every day for five minutes. I also wonder if it would be a good connection if you, like every time you hustled, you gave yourself money. Like if you had a jar and you're like, all right, I'm going to hustle at something for five minutes or 10 minutes. Maybe I'm going to make a phone call and try to sell my business to someone. Yeah. And then you put a dollar in a jar. Yeah, because you're not gonna, like you said before, the hustle is about the relationship. It's about the connection. um, Yeah, so many things are involved. Yeah, Yeah. very cool. Um, Thank you so much for taking time to join. Oh, you're welcome. I learned so much from you. And likewise, and this is why I think these conversations of witty and wise are so important. Um, for my audience, if you're still with me, you can learn more about having your own witty and wise conversation with me at owlprofessionalcoaching.com. And you can learn more about Sophia's uh, business, sillyjillyhotsauce.com, and where the, you can purchase her hot sauce, uh, where you can find it in local stores. Or if you're ordering from Misfits, you can also order her Silly Chili Hot Sauce as well. Um, I also offer free complimentary coaching sessions. So if you're interested, you head over to my website. All new clients are free for their first session. It's all it takes to transform your thinking, align your heart with your brain, and create the relationships that you desire. You can also follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Owl Professional Coaching for witty and wise words from yours truly. And on Twitter at Owl uh, underscore Owl Woman, where we release all of our podcast episodes on Sunday evenings as well as on my website at Outstanding Women Leaders um, on Facebook and Instagram. So before we go today, uh, before we go today, I always like to ask our guests two questions. Sophia's back with us. She dropped off real quick while I was giving my spiel. Uh, it was boring anyway, so you didn't need to hear it. <laughs> uh, if you're still with us, though, and hopefully you've made it to the end of the listeners, because this is the best part, is I'm going to ask Sophia two questions. Sophia, my first question is, what is your superpower? My superpower would be uh, I'm very stubborn. Uh, when I want to do something, um like i like somehow like i get it done or at least i yeah yeah absolutely i love that you've taken what some people would consider a hindrance like being stubborn (laughs) oh no (laughs) no, no. you've turned it into a superpower of getting things done i love that 
my last question for you is what's next? Um, next would be, you know, I told you about my food factory project. Uh, that would be next. And also next is also uh, developing and launching other uh, different types of food product under Silly Chili brand. So Silly Chili hot sauce is, you know, the first baby trial and error, a lot of learning, um, understanding how business works. And then we, I will be launching other product under Silly Chili brand. Yeah. So that'll be exciting. I love that. And because your superpower is when you want something, you get it done. We all know that you will be having many products under this <laughs> brand. I can't wait to try them. Thank you again for joining us. Thank you listeners for sticking around. If you liked what you heard today, write us a review. We're on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, also on YouTube. Follow us. You'll know right away when a new episode drops. Sometimes I even accidentally drop them a little earlier than I said I would. So follow us. I promise it's worth it. Bye, Sophia. Bye, Katie. Thank you so much.